Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from NFL Officiating School, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, do you like your striped <laughs> shirt? Uh, actually, I think I'm. I think I'm rocking it pretty well. So far, so good. We can't. Okay. We can't be worse than what's out there, honestly. Well, I I took my shirt. I'm not, I'm not wearing the referee <laughs> shirt, but I do have a, a zebra face uh, plastered on my uh, <laughs> head, so I'm good to go. Well, there you go. You're ready. You can also double as a Halloween costume, so like all is well in the world. It is. Well, speaking of all being well in the world or all being strange in the world, uh, I, I tried to pick <laughs> up Josh Allen on waivers this week because I, I needed a quarterback to stream. What? and I. <laughs> I bid zero dollars on him and I did not get him. I he lost out. It's Somebody the worst you bid. You didn't even bid one dollar. You're terrible. No. Oh. So now yeah. I'm 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 reduced to going with Joe Flacco as my streaming option this week, which uh, may or may not work out, mm. but uh, we'll see. So for for three could bucks, Josh Allen could have been mine. For three mere dollars, you could have had yourself yeah. a piece of that action. Yeah. I don't I don't know why you waited so, this long. I really don't. What are you gonna so do? So speaking of uh action, what what did you think of the uh the Jets last weekend? Well, um Sam Darnold looks pretty darn healthy for a guy who had an enlarged spleen not one week ago. Um clearly yeah, the Jets a I very he... different team with him under center. And the Cowboys really need to get their defense healthy. That would help. And this week uh Sam Darnold gets to match up with Tom Brady mano a mano. Mono, Imano. So I like what you did there. I like that. Thanks. <laughs> okay. So why don't you tell people how they can find us and uh, if they can stand to listen after that awful joke and uh, tell people how to we've, find us. We've and, done uh, worse. We'll be on our way. <laughs> Much yeah, worse. we will be here <laughs> for a full hour. I might do worse again hour. before the end of the show. I'm sure we will. But our bar is very low, people. Uh, we'll be here for a full hour giving you all the news, notes, bad jokes, waiver wire suggestions, daily fantasy picks, who to start, who to sit, and, of course, the always exciting game predictions. And we'll talk injuries. We'll get there in a minute. Uh, but normally we're here with you on Wednesdays this week. We're here on Thursday thanks to my slightly chaotic life. So thank you all for hanging around. Uh, we will be back at our normal time next week on Wednesday from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week, bringing you all kinds of awesome content. But if that's not enough for you, you can find us all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. We're on Twitter at the number 4 THN Inches Show at Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. I'm pretty sure you can figure out who's who. And like I said, lots to get to tonight. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of teams on buys this week, too. So we will uh, get you with some waiver wire pickups in just a minute. But for those of you keeping score at home, you've got four teams on a bye this week, Carolina, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Tampa Bay, and a whole slew of injuries, which I will dive right into here. And then we'll give you your waiver wire picks, and we'll be on our way. So uh, in, in the ongoing Jalen Ramsey saga, he's been traded to the Rams in a quote-unquote blockbuster trade. Didn't really feel like that to me, but – Hey, headlines are headlines. Uh, and somehow the West Coast sunshine has magically healed his back. He is going to play this week for the Rams, and he apparently now is fine. Nobody saw that coming, I'm sure. 
the Chiefs have ruled out wide receiver Sammy Watkins for this week with that hamstring injury. He missed last week as well. Uh, but, you know, they did get a little healthier with uh, Tyreek Hill back in the lineup and Michael Hardman and a couple other guys have filled in well, so I don't think they're going to miss a beat. Out in Denver, wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders was limited for part of the week. He's now practicing fully. He should be good to go uh, for this game tonight in just a little bit. Cardinals running back David Johnson still dealing with an ankle injury. He did not practice Wednesday. He's planning on playing Sunday. He did play last week, albeit uh, not quite as effectively as a fantasy owner may want. So I would I would be cautious there. Uh, Cardinals wide receiver Christian Kirk, however, has missed the last two games. He's back at practice. He's been limited. Uh, he's dealing with an ankle injury. It looks like he's going to try to play this week. I'd keep an eye on it, uh, but certainly something interesting to watch. Out in New York with the Sherpas Giants, uh, you guys basically put your entire offense uh, on the bench last week because everybody's hurt. Some of them are getting healthier. Not a whole lot, but some. Tight end Evan Ingram is on track to play this week after missing last week's game with a knee injury. He's been practicing fully, so barring a setback, he'll be on the field. Uh, concussions, still a big issue for the Giants. Uh, wide receiver, running back Wayne Gollum, wide receiver Sterling Shepard, both limited at practice today, and running back Corey Ballantine did not practice due to his concussion. So everyone's still in the protocol some faring better than others. Also, not sure if you heard, Saquon Barkley is going to play this week. He's missed three games with that ankle injury. He's practiced in full all week long without any setbacks. So the terrifying eight-week prognosis he got a few weeks ago, no more. So Giants fans do have something good to look forward to. Out Between in having Texas, him and Evan Engram back this week, all, uh, I like what I'm hearing. I like it. Spoiler alert, I'm actually picking him to win this week. We'll get there in a little bit. <laughs> the Houston Texans wide receiver Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins were both limited at practice. They both should play. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is more of a short thing with a rib injury. Fuller's dealing with calf and oblique injuries. Uh, I would keep an eye on that. Come Sunday, he tends to be a late scratch if they're going to not play him, so have a plan B. Colts wide receiver Paris Campbell missed practice with an abdominal injury. Also, three of their four starting safeties are pretty banged up, just worth noting. Not looking good for their defense this week. Miami wide receiver Albert Wilson, who played last week for the first time after missing four games, now listed on the injury report with calf and hip injuries. He is pretty questionable going into this week. Although, quite frankly, I really hope you're not starting Albert Wilson or any Miami wide receiver on your fantasy team. Times are tough if you are. Out in Buffalo, wide receiver John Brown was limited at practice with a groin injury. He's become Sherpa's favorite, Josh Allen's uh, number one target out there. It looks like he should play this week. Uh, running back Devin Singletary has been full, fully practicing all week out in Buffalo after missing the last three games with a hamstring injury. He looks like he's on track to play, which is exciting news for that offense. In Detroit, quarterback Matthew Stafford dealing with a hip injury. He's playing through it. He will continue to do so, but... His offensive line doesn't do him a lot of favors. It's a miracle he survives any of these seasons. And the Raiders are dealing with some injuries as well. Wide receiver Tyrell Williams missed practice with a foot injury. He's still dealing with plantar fasciitis. Doesn't look like he's going to go this week. Wide receiver Dwayne Harris, who's more the return guy, was limited with an ankle injury. It looks like he's got a much better chance. In Green Bay, not entirely sure who's going to catch footballs out there. Aaron Rodgers was limited with a knee injury. He's going to play. Just not sure he's going to throw to. Uh, Devontae Adams, Geronimo Allison, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and tight end Jimmy Graham all missed practice today. Adams is dealing with a toe injury, and he was quoted as saying he isn't even sure when he's going to play next. 
Geronimo Allison's got a concussion and what they're calling a chest injury. And Valdez Cantlin's dealing with ankle and knee injuries. These guys are so hurt, they don't even just have one designation on the injury report, which is pretty impressive for an entire wide receiver core. It's up to you who's going to play and who's not. If Allison or Valdez Cantlin plays, I'd start them, but we'll get there in a little bit. Also, not sure who's going to play tight end in Jacksonville this week. Jeff Swain, their starter, is dealing with concussion and ankle injuries. He's not practicing, and his backup, Josh Oliver, has been limited with a hamstring injury. They're not sure he's going to be able to go. They don't even have another tight end on the roster right now, so things can get interesting in the next day or two. If you were starting either of those guys, your fantasy team is probably not in good shape. <laughs> I really hope you're not, but, you know, the Jags probably need to get, her together, to get it together a little more than you do. Wide receiver Marquise Lee is uh, not practicing with an ankle injury out in Jacksonville as well. In Cincinnati, uh, A.J. Green still not practicing with that ankle injury he suffered in the preseason, but he is allegedly getting closer. There is light at the end of the tunnel, they're saying. So in the next week or two, he's hoping to get back on a practice field. So if he's still on your roster, I guess continue stashing him and hope for the best. Uh, Todd Gurley didn't play last week. He's been limited to practice with that quad injury. Looks like he's going to be okay, but again, have a plan B. Uh, his backup or slash committee member, however you want to put it, Malcolm Brown did not practice with his own ankle injury this uh, today or yesterday. So something to keep an eye on. They're probably going to have to throw the ball a little bit more. Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones is limited with a hip injury. He's been playing through all season. He's going to continue to do so. Out in San Francisco, tight end George Kittle did not practice. He's pretty questionable with a groin injury. Uh, that's certainly something that's going to impact fantasy owners. And wide receiver Debo Samuel still not practicing as well with that back injury. In Washington, quarterback Case Keenum did not practice. They're listing him with a shoulder and foot injury. He's not in the walking boot, which is good. And they're they're sort of alluding to it being more rest-related. He's still going to start this week. Both running backs, Chris Thompson and Adrian Peterson, didn't practice as well with toe and groin injuries, respectively. Uh, Peterson seems like he's going to be fine to go. Chris Thompson, it's like flipping a coin. You never really know if you're going to feel on the field or not. Also, tight end Vernon Davis is limited with concussion, but he seems on track to play. It is dangerous to be a Redskins tight end. Concussions are always in your future. <laughs> the Chargers are dealing with some injuries as well. Wide receiver Travis Benjamin didn't practice with a quad injury, and running back Justin Jackson didn't practice with a calf injury. They're both pretty questionable. I would have a plan B for them both. In Tennessee, tight end Delaney Walker limited with an ankle injury. He tends to play through these, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. In Baltimore, some good news as far as tight ends go, which there's not a lot of this week. Mark Andrews finally not on the injury report. He's been on the injury report for the last six weeks with a foot injury and not practicing during the week. Fully practiced this week. Seems to be healthy. That's a good sign for them. Wide receiver Mark Malcolm Brown is not practicing. Didn't play last week. Still dealing with an ankle injury. I'd keep an eye on that. In Seattle, tight end Will Disley. A little moment of silence for our homie. He tore his Achilles during the game. He is done for the year. He's having surgery, I believe, tomorrow. Uh, and the Seahawks lost one of their big threats downfield. In New Orleans, tight end Jared Cook did not practice with an ankle injury. It's, it's a tough week for tight end injuries. He's likely going to play. Saints running back Alvin Kamara dealing with ankle and knee injuries. He's been playing through them, although keep an eye on that. They seem to be a little more worried about him this week than in weeks past. And wide receiver Traquan Smith is dealing with an ankle injury. He's not practicing and is pretty questionable. In Chicago, wide receiver Taylor Gabriel is practicing fully. 
After missing multiple games with a concussion, he's out of the protocol. Looks like he's going to be good to go this week. And Mitchell Trubisky is going to be under center uh, throwing to him. How good that shoulder is going to be, we're going to find out. But he's going to be the starter this week for Chicago after missing the last few games of that shoulder injury, that partial labrum tear and dislocation, all kinds of good stuff. And, of course, last but not least, Eagles and Cowboys. Wide receiver Deshaun Jackson has missed the last four games with an abdominal injury. He claims he's going to play this week. He's not practicing, doesn't plan on practicing this week, and really won't decide until game time if he's going to play. If I were a betting man, I'd say he is because he likes publicity, and this is a primetime game against Cowboys in Dallas. So I'd be shocked if Deshaun Jackson's not on the field. Eagles running back Darren Sproles not practicing with a quad injury seems a little more questionable. In Dallas, they have their own issue with a star wide receiver not potentially playing. Amari Cooper left the game last week with a thigh bruise. Uh, He's dealing with that and an ankle injury. Pretty questionable. They're not going to decide until Sunday night if he can go or not. It's really how much pain he can tolerate. So have a plan B. It's tough with it being a Sunday night game, but we'll give you some options. And wide receiver Randall Cobb did not practice with an ankle injury. He's hoping to play. And Michael Gallup was limited in practice with his knee injuries coming back from that scope. The entire defense is pretty much not practicing. So it's going to be interesting. But uh, we've reached the end of the injury report, which is always a minor miracle. I'm sure you're sick of listening to the sound of my voice, but we've got some waiver wire options coming up. What do you think, Sherpa? All righty, let's uh, dive right in. Let's start with uh, running backs. Um, some options that I have my eye on this week include Chase Edmonds with Arizona, Ido Smith yes. with Atlanta, Giovanni Bernard with Cincinnati, Naeem Himes with uh, Indianapolis, Raheem Mostert with uh, San Francisco, and Gus Edwards with Baltimore, who's a, a sleeper, uh, did well end of last season, and I'm stashing him on as many benches as I can. So. Anyway, uh, what do you think of that list, and who would you want to add to it? Um, I would. I, I like the list. I might also throw um, Jamal Williams on that list as well. Latavius Murray, although he's owned in, in about 50% of leagues. Uh, but he's just, if he's out there, I'd start him. Um, but, I mean, not not terrible options running back-wise. It's just with so many running back by committees, you just really don't know what you're going to get. And, of course, you know, Christian McCaffrey and James Conner, Nick Chubb all on by this week. Yeah. A lot of us are scrambling to the waiver wire for a yes. running back option this week. So uh, wide receiver-wise, I like uh, Cole Beasley with Buffalo, McCole Hardman in Kansas City, Corey Davis. I'm hoping that the switch from Marcus Mariota to Ryan Tannehill might uh, be good for his fantasy value as well as Adam Humphreys. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Marquise Goodwin with San Francisco, Dante Pettis, you know, with Debo Samuel, you know, still hurt. Maybe there's some opportunity for them. Anthony Miller with Chicago. And uh, if you're looking for a stash, even though he's on by this week, uh, Deontay Johnson with the Steelers is, is somebody that uh, you might want to consider in a league where, uh, the, where you have a deeper bench. Here you go. I, I like the list. Uh, I, I certainly do. Big fan of Cole Beasley. I would also throw more. It's really more of a stash, but I like him a lot. I just don't know if I love this week's matchup. Uh, Darius Slayton on the Giants. I really like what I've seen out of him, uh, and especially with everyone being so banged up. I'm a little worried with Evan Ingram coming back, but I think it could be interesting. I don't know if I necessarily want to start him this week, but I like having him down down the line. You know, I'll, I'll spoiler alert. He's on my uh, honorable mention for. Uh, 
top options for wide Dang. receiver this week. So I guess I should have put him <laughs> on the list. I guess the That's list okay. I was looking at, he was probably owned in over 50%. Uh, he might have been. Already, it, but, it really uh, depends on the league. Okay. Um, next up, moving over to quarterback. I probably in the minority here, but I like Joe, Ma- Joe Flacco's matchup for uh, Denver against Kansas City tonight. Like Daniel Jones' matchup for the Giants versus Arizona this weekend. Jacoby Brissett against uh, the Texans at home. Um, Mitchell Trubisky, not real keen on the matchup, but if you're desperate uh, for a quarterback, maybe. Sam Darnold, I'm a little bit more optimistic about his prospects this week than. I, I would throw Ryan Tannehill on the list if you're looking for something a little deeper. Uh, big fan of Sam Darnold as well. Also maybe. Ah, yes. Finally. You're finally drinking the Kool-Aid this week. Well, he's on my uh, <laughs> pick him up if you're desperate list, but he's also on my avoid list. So that's only a quasi you know, we had a We had a good thing going, and now here we are. Yeah, I ruined it. So You did. Tight ends. I think there are actually some pretty decent options on the waiver wire in most leagues. Uh, Houston, kind of hard to tell from one week to the next whether Darren Fells or Jordan Akins is going to get more targets, but uh, both of them are available in a lot of leagues. Noah Font with Denver, I think, uh, could be in for a big game tonight. Jack Doyle with Indianapolis. Dawson Knox with Buffalo. And uh, Chris Herndon with the Jets, uh, also um, an appealing option for me this week. So how about you? Anyone you want to add to my list? Uh, I might throw Luke Wilson on the list. That's that's probably about the only potential addition. But, I mean, especially look in your league. If Hunter Henry's available and he, he is in, like, 40% of leagues, please go pick him up. I don't know why that would happen, yeah. but here we are. Yeah, spoiler alert, he's on my uh, top 10 options for tight ends this week. And if oh, yeah. you're looking to stream a defense this weekend, I think there's some good options out there. Uh, actually, I like both the teams in tonight's uh, matchup, Denver and Kansas City, uh, the Giants in Arizona, both the teams in that matchup, Miami and Cincinnati, also widely available defenses that I, I think you might uh, do well with this weekend. There you go. I like it. Works for me. Um, okay. It's I, I don't really have much to add to that. I think that was pretty solid. All right. We we pride ourselves on solid research here on fourth and inches. Yeah, so yeah. now let's see what we can get. <laughs> all right. Shall we start in on the uh the position rankings? Um, yes. I'll yes. take a crack at uh, running backs. Uh, my top rated running back for this week is Minnesota's Dalvin Cook, followed by Alvin Kamara. Uh, your favorite Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, probably his first and last appearance on the list this week for me, <laughs> Melvin Gordon, Saquon Barkley, my favorite, Aaron Jones, Carlos Hyde, Mark Ingram, and Philip Lindsay uh, rounding out my top 10, and honorable mentions to Frank Gore, Tevin Coleman, and the Todd Gurley-Malcolm Brown combination, whichever one of those guys is healthy enough to play. So well, how much go. overlap That'll do we work. have? Uh, actually a decent amount. Uh, I have your boy Saquon Barkley actually number one on my list. I, I might actually be higher on the Giants than you are this week. Uh, I have Dalvin Cook at two, Leonard Fournette at three, David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott rounding out the top five. Uh, Chris Carson in Seattle, Alvin Kamara, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, and Aaron Jones. 
All right, you'll be happy to know that uh, two of your uh, top ten are on my avoid list, uh, starting with <laughs> David Johnson, and then Carryon Johnson, Josh Jacobs, who I think is a little banged up, even if he wasn't on your injury report. Um, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, he's always, the other, he's always a little banged up. <laughs> yeah, Leonard Fournette, the one that you, the other one that you like a lot this week, but I'm not as high on. Uh, Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. Devonta Freeman. Derek Henry, uh, Adrian Peterson, and the David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen combination. Uh, I'm trying to avoid those guys this week if I can. Okay, that's that's fair. Um, I I have uh, Tariq Cohen and at all on my avoid list as well. Kenyon Drake, uh, Rex Burkhead, Duke Johnson, Chris Thompson. Like I said, even if he plays, I don't trust he's healthy enough. Uh, Naheem Hines, Rashad per- Penny, Giovanni Bernard. And I've got Ido Smith, Dion Lewis, and Gus Edwards rounding out my avoid. Okay. Um, how about wide receivers? Who do you like this week? Uh, Love and Michael Thomas. Even I, I just think there's a couple of really juicy matchups. That New Orleans-Chicago one I think is going to be uh, decent fantasy-wise. My number two on my list, Julio Jones, the Atlanta and uh, Rams game, I think is going to be high scoring. Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, as long as he plays. If he doesn't, obviously don't start him. DeAndre Hopkins, T.Y. Hilton, Adam Thielen, Kenny Galladay, and uh, Keenan Allen rounding out my top ten. Okay, I think we agreed on about half of them. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins at the top of my list. Michael Thomas, second. Emmanuel Sanders third, which is probably a surprise to you. Um, Robert Woods, Brandon Cook, Cooper Cup, that uh, combination. I like the Rams prospects a lot this week, as you alluded to in Atlanta. Um, Stefan Diggs, Keenan Allen, Robbie Anderson, Tyreek Hill, uh, John Brown, Cole Beasley, and uh, Adam Thielen rounding out my top group. Honorable mention, Devontae Adams, if he's healthy enough to play, Darius Slayton with the Giants, and Willie Sneed with uh, the Ravens. Okay. All right. Not bad. I I really like Willie Sneed this week, I will say. It's not bad for honorable mentions. Uh, I actually have Emmanuel Sanders on my avoid list. I am not quite as excited about uh, the Denver prospects, I think, as you are this week. I also have Deshaun Jackson and his not entirely sure that it's as bad as it is injury uh, on my void list. Despite the fact that I think he's playing, I don't necessarily want to take the risk. Jameson Crowder in New York, Philip Dorsett, uh, Marquise Valdez-Scantling, Mohamed Sanu, Randall Cobb, Robbie Anderson, and Dante Pettis. Yeah, I have Julio Jones at the top of my void list. Uh, Ooh, I just okay. think Atlanta's a mess right now and uh, not expecting good things from them. Of course, especially since uh, Jalen Ramsey will probably be uh, shadowing him. Uh, Allen Robinson, okay. Terry McLaurin, Preston Williams, DJ Chark, D.D. Westbrook, um, Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, and uh, Anthony Miller and Larry Fitzgerald rounding out my avoid list. Okay. All right. So I think we see some of these games going a little differently. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, I think so. Well, why change now after so. 10 years? Yes. You know, we found our sweet spot, right. I think. <laughs> okay. So um, 
let's see for um, for quarterbacks now. I'll start off with uh, Deshaun Watson at the top of my uh, recommended list. Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, Josh Allen, Gulp, and uh, Carson Wentz. <laughs> Rounding out my top 10 <laughs> honorable mentions to Philip Rivers, Joe Flacco, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Kirk Cousins. Okay, okay. A uh, couple, of, couple of names on, on your honorable mention list might be popping up on my avoid list, but let's start with guys I like this week. Uh, Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson at the top of that list. I think there's a lot of offense to be had. Both secondaries are terrible. Uh, Patrick Mahomes will bounce back tonight against the Broncos, Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson rounding out the top five, Josh Allen all the way up at six on my list, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, and Jared Goff rounding out the top ten. All right. Uh, you'll be happy to know Patrick Mahomes is at the top of my avoid list, followed by Kyler Perfect. Murray and Perfect. Russell Wilson, <laughs> Matt Ryan, okay, excellent. Matthew Stafford. So my entire start list is your avoid list. With the Pretty exception much. of Josh Allen, essentially. Yes. And if we had to agree on anybody, how fitting that it's Josh Allen who's usually on my avoid list. But uh, finishing up my oh, avoid God. list, uh, Andy Dalton, Gardner Minshew, I.I., Case Keenum, Mitchell Trubisky, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Ryan Tannehill. So if your name's Ryan and you're starting this week, uh, I don't want you on my fantasy team. Tough, tough times out there. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I also have. Well, you know, we don't want to start him anyway. Uh, I also have Gardner Minshew II on my avoid list this week. Not because I think he's going to do a bad job, just because I just don't think that team's going to score as many points as several other games. Still a big fan of the mustache and headband and what's happening there. He also doesn't have a tight end, which is a little bit troublesome for me. Uh, Jacoby Brissett in Indianapolis, I still think that's going to be a pretty decent game, but quarterback-wise, you have some better options. Matthew Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo, Phillip Rivers, Andy Dalton, the old Ginger Ninja, Kirk Cousins, Joe Flacco, Ryan Tannehill, and Keith Keenum on my avoid list. All right, uh, how about tight ends? Who do you like this week? Well, Travis Kelsey would be at the top of my list. Uh, Austin Hooper is a close second. Evan Ingram out with the Giants, coming in at three for me. Mark Andrews, who may be healthy, which is exciting. George Kittle, as long as he plays. Again, keep an eye on that. Darren Waller, who signed a nice long-term contract today. Zach Ertz, Hunter Henry, Gerald Everett, and Delaney Walker. All right. Uh, sounds like half of the guys on my avoid list, but we'll get to that Perfect. momentarily. Um, <laughs> I like Noah Font a lot. Uh, I also like Travis Kelsey a lot, so Look for a lot of tight end action in that uh, Kansas City-Denver game tonight. George Kittle, Evan Engram, Mark Andrews, Hunter Henry, Jimmy Graham, Dawson Knox, Kyle Rudolph making his first and probably last appearance on the list for me this year. And then the Jordan mm-hmm. Akins-Daniel Felds uh, combination with uh, Jack Doyle getting an honorable mention. Okay. All right. Uh, a lot of your list on my avoid list. <laughs> um, Unfortunately, a lot of guys I'm not recommending this week that I actually really like, but I just don't love the matchups. Uh, Jimmy Graham on my avoid list this week, TJ Hawkinson, Jack Doyle, Dallas Goddard, Dawson Knox, Eric Ebron, Vernon Davis, Noah Font, Mike Gusecki, 
sorry, buddy, and Kyle Rudolph all on my avoid list this week. All right, so my number one guy was on your avoid list, and your number one guy, Austin Hooper, I think is at the top of my, or one of your top guys Perfect. is at the top of my yeah. avoid list. Yeah, he's number two week. on my list. So, yeah. Sounds uh, like Walker, picks are going to be good. <laughs> yeah, Delaney Walker on my avoid list. Darren Waller, avoid. TJ Hawkinson, Trey Burton, Vernon Davis, Charles Clay, and yes, Mike Gusecki. Poor Mike Gusecki. At least we're keeping him out there, yeah. keeping him relevant, a little publicity for the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm not sure that's the kind of publicity he wants, but if being listed no. on the fourth in the inches of void list is your is the kind of publicity you're seeking, then he's gotten a lot of publicity this season. So is Josh Allen. <laughs> and free, might I add. <laughs> we are here to help the people. Not just you, the fantasy football team owner, but the players themselves. We're here for everybody. It's nice of us yeah, to not that's... discriminate. <laughs> they haven't called yet, but I'm 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 sure that'll be happening shortly. Yeah. I'm sure. They're probably calling right now, but we're on the air, so we're not answering. That's right. So that's my um, story. I'm sticking defenses. to it. Defenses, I think they're you know, for me it's very binary this week. Either I like the defense a lot or I, I really want to avoid it at all costs. I don't have many teams in my uh, so-called purgatory this week. Uh, among the teams I like yeah. a lot for defenses are San Francisco, Buffalo, the Rams, New Orleans, Cincinnati, the Chargers, Denver, Minnesota, Green Bay, and the Giants rounding out my top 10. Honorable mention to Baltimore. Okay. Uh, I have the Bills at the top of my list. Pretty much anyone playing the Dolphins is going to be pretty high up. Uh, the Patriots at number two. Chicago, the old San Francisco 49ers. It's the Redskins, another tough matchup there. The Jaguars round out my top five. Uh, the Saints, Seahawks, Packers, Chargers, and Chiefs, which, again, we see that Denver and Kansas City game, which is just kicking off, going a little differently. Apparently. Um, yeah. Avoid, I have a lengthy list. Uh, New England, <laughs> All of New <laughs> Orleans, Arizona. Yeah, anybody that's not on my recommended list. Indianapolis, <laughs> Oakland, Atlanta, Miami, Tennessee, Philadelphia, and Kansas City rounding out my top ten. And then an honorable mention or dishonorable mention to Detroit, Houston, Seattle, Dallas, and the Jets. Oh, those aren't honorable mentions. We're really going for it. Uh, I have the Dolphins at the top of my avoid list, followed by the Redskins, Lions, Colts, your Giants, unfortunately, the Titans, Rams, Texans, Vikings, and Cardinals. Well, the fact that you have both the Cardinals and the Giants on the list suggests that uh, – like me, you think that game will be pretty high scoring, so it'll be interesting to. I don't necessarily think it's going to be a hit. defensive stand. <laughs> no, no. So no. let's just dive right in. Uh, how about tonight's uh, game? I, I guess Kansas City losing two games in a row. Now they're going out to Denver, which you know lost its first three games and is rebounded now. But uh, I, I think this is going to be closer probably than most people do and than you do. I think Kansas City is favored by three points, but I'm going to go three points the other way and say Denver wins this on a late field goal. I'll go with a final score of Denver 27, Kansas City 24. And if there were ever a week to start Joe Flacco, I think this is it. 
Okay. I hope this goes better for us than the last Thursday show we did, which I think was either last year or the year before, where we both had picked, uh, I think, Pittsburgh to win, and they were down by three touchdowns by the time the show ended, <laughs> and things weren't going great. So hopefully things go a little better. Um, we're, we're split here, as I think we all knew was going to happen. I have Kansas City winning, not in a blowout. I have them winning 24-20. I respect the Denver defense. I respect the mile-high atmosphere. Uh, I just don't think this team is going to lose three in a row. Uh, it's just they're too good. And I as, as nice as Joe Flacco is and, and the matchup's all right, I just don't think Denver has enough in the tank to beat Kansas City. But we're certainly going to find out here soon. Yeah, hopefully before we go off the air, we'll have some uh, <laughs> we'll know enough about the game to start trash talking. Um, so next up, the first of the early game, no London games this week. So uh, first game up will be the Miami on the road at Buffalo. This has mismatch written all over it. And when's the last time we looked at a mismatch with Buffalo being on the, on the positive end of that? Uh, I think they'll win this by couple touchdowns. I'll go with uh, Buffalo 28, Miami 14, and I might be conservative there. Uh, I also have Buffalo winning this game, also by a bit of a margin. I have them winning 27-10. Uh, I, I always have been a bit more of a Josh Allen proponent, pretty fired up to see what the Bills fan base does per game. That's always a good time. Miami really has taken tanking to a whole new level, and they're going to continue to do so. My like the weirdest thing that I found out about Miami this week, I didn't realize this, but they haven't actually scored a single point in the third quarter in six weeks. You almost have to try not to do that. I mean, granted, it took them four weeks to get a lead, but you'd think at some point you you might do a little scoring. They're only averaging like eight and a half points a game, and they're averaging giving up like 36 points a game. So the math is not in their favor. But uh, I think Buffalo probably wins handily, and I think they cover the spread, which is substantial. Yeah, the, that that uh, tank bowl last week, I mean, of course no NFL team tries to lose, but if you're running the team, you can obviously impact the quality of the players that you choose to put out on the field, and they can – We've know, the all seen major leagues. Right we know it can that. be done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just – you know, if I'm an NFL GM, okay, you know, I can see, you know, if my team is bad, do I try to just improve it enough so that I'm eight and eight every year and always have a you know, middling draft choice or do I do what the Dolphins are doing and run out, you know, a team without a real quarterback? And, and I don't even know if that's fair to, to um, you know. They don't have much in the way of an offensive line Josh or Rosen. I mean, they might. There's really they not might actually, a lot to help. Preston Wilson is looking pretty good, and, you know, Devontae Parker isn't bad. They just don't have anybody that can get them the ball, and they're just, you know, they can't stop teams from scoring, and they don't have, you know, the quality of quarterback play. Their offensive line is decimated. You know, I mean, they just, you know, teams claim that they don't tank, but if there was ever a team that was trying awfully hard not to win, it's, it's definitely the, the Dolphins this year. I mean, that might be the worst yeah. team we've seen since the 0-16 Lions. This is just really – I feel like and the, the 0-16 Lions looked better than this. 
like, it's just, I don't know. At least you felt every now and then like the Lions might win a game. Like the the Dolphins are an actual joke. Well, it would be interesting somebody to try to simulate that game. You know, you could combine Madden from be. two different seasons and match up the the Lions uh, 0-16 team versus the Dolphins team. That that could be a really interesting. Uh, that'd be that'd be a real table. And I don't mean interesting in the good sense, but uh, yeah. So anyway, no. enough about that game. Let's move on. Here's a game that we see differently. Uh, the Rams, you know, just you know, kind of like Kansas City. Obvious talent is there, but just not uh, doing well. Tried to shake things up this week, uh, trading for uh, Jalen Ramsey and uh, offloading. Um, um, I'm forgetting now, Marcus. Uh, Roberts, not Marcus oh, Roberts. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm no, blanking no, this now. is one of those things that's gonna, this is gonna bother me. Um, but anyway, see. you know, they've Marcus Peters, excuse me. There we go. There we go. There so, we go. There we go. Yeah. Cornerback. I could picture him, but couldn't get the name out. Well, yeah. he used to play for the Chiefs. I knew that, and they traded him, and then now the Rams are. Trading him, I couldn't understand why they were trading him at first, and then when they made the, you know, the, the the second trade for Jalen Ramsey a few hours later, it all kind of made sense. But I mean, what do you think of their strategy? I mean, they just don't seem to care about first round picks as much as other teams do. You know, they, yeah, just it's an interesting. I think they kind of figure they have their core right now, and it's a pretty young team. And I think they're they're deciding that all right we're going to build a different way and then we'll you know have some lower draft picks but that's how we're going to nurture players and then it gives us more flexibility to go out and make trades like this uh, you know Jalen Ramsey when he's not being a knucklehead is a phenomenal player Marcus Peters is as well so yeah it was confusing until the whole big picture showed up but I mean. I don't understand why my – I guess Miami doesn't have anything they want, but, like, Miami's out there just trying to collect draft picks. I'm shocked they haven't made a trade with them yet. <laughs> yeah, now they're trying to get rid of Kenyon Drake, too. But, I mean, I'm not that much of a connoisseur of cornerback play, but is Jalen Ramsey over Marcus Peters enough of an upgrade that you'd be willing to give up two first-round draft picks for him? I might be. I'm still salty that the Cowboys didn't draft Jalen Ramsey. I mean, Sean Lee's great, but, like, I would have loved to have Jalen Ramsey in my defense. You know, I, I don't know. I, I think if you have the option between, uh, you know, I, I know most NFL personnel directors would disagree with me because the top safeties and quarterbacks tend to get drafted before the top linebackers do. But I think, you know, the That's Cowboys true. made the right call there. But, you know, course of Sean Lee. It wasn't uh, a bad call. I'm just glad it's not injured. You know, Johnny Manziel, but still. <laughs> no. Okay. So anyway, back to the back to the issue at hand here, the game. I I just think yeah, both of these teams are are not heading in the are not playing, you know, the way people would hope they would going into the season. No. Rams are suddenly find themselves three and three. 
I think they're going to rebound this week. Atlanta plays better at home than they have on the road so far this season, but I just think that the real problem is in home versus road. I think the real problem is their defense being a mess. I think the Rams are talented enough that they're going to exploit that, and I'll go with the Rams to win this fairly easily. I'll go with the final score of Rams 30, uh, Falcons 20. I'm actually surprised here. I'm also taking the Rams to win 33-23. I'm done with Atlanta. I'm done trying to figure them out. I'm just, I'm, I've had it. It's been years. I don't understand how you're so talented and you still can't get it together. You're good at every position. You're good on both sides of the ball. You're playing at home, and you still aren't going to even come close to winning this game. I just, uh, they make me so frustrated. You should be good. I just don't understand. The Rams, despite being a little banged up, I think it's going to be much more of a Jared Goff pass-heavy offense. I think it's going to be less of a less Todd Gurley, less Malcolm Brown. Um, so I, I think it's more of a passing scheme this week, which Atlanta's defense will give up just fine. Uh, so I think I think the Rams win this pretty handily. Yeah, I just hope for Jared Goff's sake that he doesn't have to attempt uh, 68 passes like he did a couple weeks Hopefully back. Not. But uh, yeah, that we'll didn't see. go great for him. No, it didn't. So next up, we've got Minnesota at Detroit. Minnesota is another uh, team that's a bit of a heckle and a Jekyll and Hyde team, or maybe you heckle mm-hmm. them and jive them. But uh, <laughs> I just could you they've all, been playing better all, at home. All of the above. So far, they've been playing better at home, too, but they're still decent on the road, and I think they're going to show up and win a hard-fought game at Detroit this week. Uh, I'll go with Minnesota 27, Detroit 24. But if you're telling me you're picking Detroit at home, that wouldn't shock me either. I'm actually not. I thought about it. I went there, and I changed my mind. I actually went back and changed this. Um, I'm taking Minnesota 30-17, to so I'm taking them in a pretty convincing win. On the road, uh, I think this is this is going to be more of a statement game, but I just think the Minnesota defense and Dalvin Cook are the difference here. I don't I don't necessarily think it's a pass game, um, but I think that the defense is going to score at least one touchdown. I think Dalvin Cook is just going to run all day on this Detroit defense. Next up, we've got uh, Green Bay hosting Oakland, and Green Bay seemingly gets to play all its games at home this season. Uh, this week they're hosting yeah. Oakland, and I think uh, this week uh, Green Bay should – I think it, Oakland is a little – I'll give them credit. They're better than I thought they would be, but uh, I just think yeah. Green Bay will find a way to win this game. Be Green Bay. Too much help from the referees, and I'll go with the final score of uh, Green Bay 30, Oakland 24. I actually have the exact same score of Green Bay winning 30-24. Oakland is better than they thought we thought they were. Uh, they are a little banged up. They are coming back you know, off, off old jolly England. Um, Green Bay's at home. That's always dangerous, even without having wide receivers and Aaron Rodgers having a bum leg. Uh, I think they'll still find a way to get some of that Lambo magic and pull off probably a come-from-behind victory. Uh, but I think this game's going to be close the whole way. It'll be a good one to watch. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have a game that probably not so much fun to watch. And Less good San to watch. Francisco at sure. Washington. Yeah. It's, yeah. You can get a ticket to this game for $29 right now, just just in case you're wondering. For, yeah, for a real bargain, you can go for, see the Redskins play. You can probably find it on StubHub for less. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, this game, San Francisco, I'm not totally sold on them yet, but uh, their defense is especially impressive. And 
not sold on the offense as much, but uh, the defense shouldn't have too much of a problem containing Washington, so I'm going to go with them to win this game pretty handily. I'll say final score, San Francisco 27, Washington 10. I'm actually picking the Redskins to win this game. I'm picking them to win 28-26, a bit of a barn burner. Uh, I think having some new life in the, the coaching setup is going to help. Sure, it was Miami, but they actually got a win last week, and they occasionally look like a football team. Um, the 49ers, a little banged up. I'm just not sold on them. They're coming out east. It's a whole thing. I don't really think there's much home field advantage in D.C. for really any of these sports teams, but um, I think the Redskins are going to pull it off. I think that, you know, Adrian Peterson is going to be a big factor here, and I think they may shock some people. It would certainly shock me. I just think the 49ers defense is better than uh, what you're giving them credit for, but we'll see. Um, yeah. Next up, we've got uh, <laughs> Jacksonville at Cincinnati in battle of two other, two more teams that uh, are, are going to be watching the playoffs from home this year. Um, and yeah. Yeah, Cincinnati, hard to pick them, but uh, I'm going to do it. Uh, they played respectably at home this year, even though they haven't won yet, but uh, I'm going to go with them to, to get on the board. I'll say uh, Cincinnati 24, Jacksonville 21. I'm taking Jacksonville to also score 21 points, but I think that's enough to win the game because I think Cincinnati is only scoring 16. I think the Cincinnati team is terrible. Uh, I, I, I don't like anything really about it, but a couple of decent young wide receivers, but Andy Dalton and that offensive line are going to hold them back. Uh, Jacksonville's defense, even without Jalen Ramsey, still pretty formidable. I don't, I don't think it being a road game is really going to bother them. It's not that far. Uh, Jacksonville, the, the little cardiac cats are going to find a way to squeak one out here. I just, I, I don't know. I just, I kind of don't respect the Bengals team. I think that's really what it comes down to. Well, this to me, this is the equivalent of last week's. This is like half a degree better than the Miami-Washington game last weekend. I'm not quite sure why anybody that doesn't root for either of these teams would want to watch it. But uh, yeah, I, I can tell you, living also. in the D.C. area, people don't even want to go to it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next up we've got a, a game that uh, probably will have a lot of people going to it because it features two pretty decent teams. Uh, AFC South uh, supremacy on the line here. We've got uh, Houston traveling to Indianapolis. And I like Houston more than you do, I think. And I'm going to pick them to continue their winning ways and pull out a 31-27 victory over Indianapolis. We got a pretty similar score. Shockingly enough, I'm taking Indianapolis, which I have pretty much every week this season. Uh, I have Indy winning this 30-27 to 27 at home, despite the fact that their defense is almost non-existent. Um, Houston's defense is not great. Uh, I know J.J. Watts out there, and that's awesome, but it's he's one man. Uh, and I think Joe, Jacoby Brissett and T.Y. Hilton are just going to have a huge day. Houston's going to put up a ton of fantasy points as well, as we talked about earlier. I, just, I think this will go down to the wire, but I think Indy has a little more in the tank. All right. Uh... And now we're on a roll, having disagreed on the last three games. Uh, this one, though, it, it sounds feels like we agree, and that's uh, Arizona traveling to my Giants. I haven't done this often this season, but I am going to pick the Giants here. Kyler Murray, impressive last week, but uh, so was the Giants' defense. I mean, I know, yeah, they gave it up was. 35 points, but seven 
of that was on special teams and seven of that was on a pick six. So, you know, maybe Tom Brady just but had an off game. Yeah. I mean, I think, yes, I think maybe it wasn't Tom Brady's best game ever, but I think the Giants defense really stepped up. I think the whole Giants team really stepped up, especially with how many injuries there were. Yeah, they, I think their defense is going to continue to gel as the season goes along. I'm just afraid their best case, though, is probably 500 team that, you know, misses out on the playoffs. But uh, still, it's at least I mean, it's not like anyone in the NFC East is really trying to make a run for it right now. No, division I mean, of mediocrity if they win this again. game, if they win this game, they're going to be tied with either Dallas or Philadelphia after this week, assuming yeah. that that game doesn't end in a tie. But uh, so oh, anyway, uh, Giants get Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley back this week, so I'm going to pick them in a relatively high-scoring game. I'm going to go with the Giants 30 over Arizona 24. I actually am going even higher. I have the Giants winning 33-24. Bigger margin of victory, more points. I think they're going to come out and they're going to look like a real a real football team. I think Arizona is good. Uh, I think if David Johnson was healthy, this game might be different. But having Saquon Barkley back, I think, is really going to give the, this Giants offense a little more life. And the defense has some confidence. All of a sudden, it can be kind of a dangerous team now that's like, you know what? Maybe we are better than people think. Maybe we are better than we thought. And they're playing at home. That always helps. I think they can steal one this week. All right, uh, next up we've got uh, another West Coast team traveling you know, to the central time zone, but at least this is a late game. I'm talking about the Chargers playing at Tennessee. So if you like uh, uh, Los Angeles uh, pro football, you're not going to have any games to go to in person this week. But anyway, Chargers at oh. Tennessee. Chargers have been a real mystery. They seem to be pulling jaws from the defeat, from the you know victory from the you know, the defeat from the jaws of victory again this season, but uh, putting themselves and digging themselves into a hole. But uh, they normally wait till December gonna, to do that. They're doing it early this year. Yeah, I, I think they're going to write the ship a little bit earlier this season, uh, starting with this week. I'm going to go with them. Tennessee, just I'm not sure what to expect from them. You think you have them figured out, and then they surprise you by playing better or worse than you think they will. But uh, even they're though they're on the road this week, I think the Chargers are more talented, and especially with Tennessee switching quarterbacks now, and I'm interested to get your take on that. But I'm going to go with the Chargers, win this by a touchdown. I'll say final score, Chargers 28, uh, Titans 21. I went back and forth on this game several times. We all know I'm a bit of a Titans homer. I'm a big Ryan Tannehill homer, and Marcus Marietta is one of the namesakes for my fantasy football teams, which are doing remarkably well. Thanks for asking. Um, I'm going to pick the Chargers to win 21-16. No, he is on some teams, but he's not making the starting lineup. Uh, he and Blake Bortles, unfortunately, pour a little out for a boy. Not not cracking lineups. But uh, still great, great team names, serving me well. I unfortunately don't think Tennessee is winning this week solely because of this quarterback quasi-controversy. I think if you listen to our preview show, my big question was how how is Marcus Mariota going to play looking over his shoulder at Ryan Tannehill, and how long was it going to take until Tannehill got to uh, be a part of this offense and really take reins here? And a lot of people laughed at me and were like, Ryan Tannehill is not a factor, but he's actually a very talented quarterback. We forget about it because he was on terrible teams and he blew his knee out. 
but he's actually very good. Tennessee's big problem is their offensive line can't stop anybody. It doesn't really matter at this point much who's at quarterback, but the fact that they waited until today to definitively say Ryan Tannehill is going to be the guy that they went back and forth after the game and you pulled Mariota halfway through, um, it just, to me, that creates too much uncertainty and just a weird vibe in the locker room that tends to not translate well. So even with Tannehill starting, as much as I want to pick Tennessee, and I wouldn't be shocked if they won this game, especially at home, I just think the Chargers have some more offensive firepower and they're going to sneak one out. So are there, who do you think might benefit fantasy-wise from that switch? Um, one guy I'm wondering about is somebody they signed as a free agent this offseason that I thought, you know, was one of my sleeper picks for the season and so far has done next to nothing. I'm talking, of course, about Adam Humphreys, but uh, yeah. curious to get your take on whether he or any of the other, you know, players, whether it be Corey Davis or Delaney Walker or anybody else there are going to have more fantasy value with uh, Ryan I think, Tannehill. I think, now. quite frankly, with Tannehill under center, everybody has more fantasy value. He historically moves the ball around better. He hits more receivers. He's looking at more guys than Mariota is. Mariota tends to get pretty tunnel visioned. Uh, he finds one thing that's sort of working and then forces it until he, you know, throws three picks and gets pulled from a game. Um, I think Delaney Walker probably sees about what he was seeing before. The tight end's always been a big factor in Tennessee, but I think Adam Humphreys and Corey Davis both are going to see a bump. I just think this is Ryan Tannehill's got a bit of a better arm, in my opinion at least, and I think he's got a little bit more quote-unquote veteran experience that they may trust him a little bit more, Mike Vrabel, hard to say. But I just I think Tannehill actually benefits that entire wide receiver core. All right. Um, I need to pick up the pace a little bit. Uh, next up, we have <laughs> one of the more intriguing games of the week, and that's Baltimore at Seattle. Uh, this game, yeah, I went back and forth on uh, several times. A lot of really intriguing fantasy players on this, but I'm going to go with the Ravens to uh, pull off the road win here. I'm going to go with the Lamar Jacksons by a field goal. I'll say uh, Baltimore 27, Seattle 24. I have Baltimore winning by a field goal also, but I have them winning 34-31. I think they're going into CenturyLink field, uh, and it's going to be an offensive show on both sides of the ball. I don't think the defense is really much of a factor here. Um, like I said, both secondaries are pretty banged up and not great. Uh, the real issue is going to be can either offensive line protect their quarterback. So I think both your run and pass games are going to be good options fantasy-wise here like we talked about before. Yeah, and now is Lamar Jackson becoming a must-start you know, week in and week so. out for you, or is he still more of a streaming option, or what do you think about him? He's a must-start for me. I think he's, I think he's in the top ten every week. Um, you know, he, he can run, he can throw, and they're not afraid to throw the ball a lot. They're not afraid to run if they need to. So I just, um, for my money, I'm throwing him out there every week. Yeah, I guess the question with him coming into the season was the throwing, but uh, he's certainly shown that he's doing all uh, right. Good at, you know, he's, he's got wide well receivers that will come back so. to the ball. They can they can adjust to him, which helps. It's never going to hey, be next up, we've, we've got a, a late game between uh, New Orleans um, uh, on the road against Chicago. And I don't think this game is going to be particularly close. I just don't see Chicago as good as their defense um, is. I just don't see them being able to hang with a pretty good New Orleans defense uh, with Mitchell Trubisky banged up. 
you know, at quarterback, I'll go with the Teddy Bridgewater's 31 and the Bears 20 here. Wow, okay. I'm taking the Bears 21-17 in what I think will be a bit of a defensive stand. I think the Bears defense keeps them in it. I'm not I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is going to have a good day at all against this Bears defense, especially in Soldier Field. Um, I'm pretty fired up to watch this game, especially with Alvin Kamara a little banged up. I think that opens the door. Mitchell Trubisky, Taylor Gabriel coming back. I think they can steal one here. All right. Uh, next up, we've got the Sunday night game between your beloved Cowboys hosting the Eagles. To me, this is a, a coin toss. Um, I'm going to go with yeah. the Cowboys just because they're at home and you know, you pick the Giants. This, no, that's not why I'm picking them. But anyway, <laughs> I, I do think this is a close game. But two teams that have been struggling the last couple of weeks. But I'm going to go with uh, Dallas to win this uh, 28-27. Okay. Uh, I picked the Cowboys to win 30-27. So we're along the same same boat. I wouldn't be shocked if it goes the other way. Um, for the Cowboys, for whatever reason, playing at home doesn't seem to be all that much of an advantage. I think the fact that Doug Peterson went out a day after releasing a guy for talking about another team and guaranteed a win against the Cowboys was not only tone deaf, but pretty dumb. I think the Cowboys already had enough to kind of fire them up for this game, and that didn't help matters. And inserting Deshaun Jackson back into this lineup, I think, might create a little bit of chaos. Uh, So I, I think the Cowboys can steal one. Quite frankly, really not surprised if it goes the other way. All right, and then to round out the week, we've got, uh, I don't know if you can really call it a revenge game because Demarius Thomas never played for the Patriots. He did say but, it was a waste uh, of time. On, His tenure there was the a Jets total waste now of time. And he's on the Jets now, and if there are uh, football gods, hopefully uh, he'll catch a touchdown pass or two on Monday night. Regardless of oh, that, okay. uh, here's my upset special for the week. I'm going to pick the uh, – Jets with their newly found offense to knock the Patriots from the realms of the unbeaten. And I'm going to go with the Jets to win this in a, in a close uh, game. I'll go with the Jets 31 over the Patriots 27. I like it. I would like it a lot more if the Patriots hadn't gotten a little bit embarrassed last week and had a bit of a reality check that tends to fire them up a little bit. They're playing in prime time. Um, I have the Patriots winning 30 to 21, so they're not covering the spread. Take the points with the Jets if you like to play that way. I sure do. Um, I think Sam Darnold is going to be great, but I think Bill Belichick has a a good strategy. He tends to play the Jets well. The Jets always play the Patriots well. Um, I just don't know if their defense is going to be able to slow down the offense enough to keep them in it. I think it'll be a good game, though. I hope so. So who do you like uh, for uh, Daily Fantasy this week? A lot of stuff to do in Daily Fantasy this week. There's a lot of great matchup stacks. Uh, like we talked about, some really high-scoring games. Uh, I like Atlanta, the Rams, uh, the Colts, and the Bills, all good value stack options. Um, as far as quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, sure, I didn't recommend him to start this week, but in Daily Fantasy, I'm all over he and T.Y. Hilton together. Uh, Daniel Jones, Josh Allen, and Sam Darnold, other value picks there. At running back, Devin Singletary coming back off injury. He's fresh. Big game. I like it. Miles Sanders, Leonard Fournette, and on Johnson at running back. At uh, T.Y. Hilton, the aforementioned top of my wide receiver list. I know he's going to cost you a little bit, but bang for your buck. This is the week. Cooper Cup, again, coming off his worst week last week. He's devalued playing this week. You can build around it. It's going to be great. 
John Brown in Buffalo, and Dante Pettis. At tight end, Hunter Henry, we can't say enough good stuff about him. Delaney Walker and Jason Witten, who always tends to show up in Eagles games. I know he hasn't really been around much this year and hasn't been much of a factor, but if you want to take a flyer somewhere, save a, a few bucks, that would be my option there. And on defense, you got to pay for it a little bit this week. The Bears, Bills, and Redskins, you know, sometimes you got to spend a win. But there's some, certainly some good matchups. And that brings us to the end of our show this week. We'll be back at our normal night on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern time, a full hour of fantasy football goodness. We'll go over all of the storylines, the news, notes, and injuries that were from week seven, which is already underway. <laughs> and, uh, of course, we'll give you the starts, sits, uh, waiver wire picks, daily fantasy picks, and, as always, our predictions. If you have questions about your lineup, you just want to reach out throughout the week, you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, at Fantasy underscore Sherpa, and JKIM16. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll be back next week, and good luck, unless, of course, you're playing us.